This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. And Friends is up next, but first... Take a listen to this other fine Opai show. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talked to Amy Landecker. Your husband is obviously very politically uh, active. Um, I, I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> Let's go bother him now. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> We're waking up Bradley Woodford right now. I love it. Rick, this should be a new bit that we do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, he's in the shower. Wait. Oh, this is even better. Honey. What? Oh, and he's naked, so I definitely won't turn Oh, no. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to draw the line here. <laughs> Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview, an OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is And Friends! Woo! I love it. It's kind of a low energy day for us, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I I was going to say, last week it was an ironic view because we'd all been inside for a little while. Now we've been inside for a long while and we're all... I just feel so tired and exhausted. Well, Stir Crazy has gone away and been replaced by just... Just settling into the bedrock <laughs> of quarantine and realizing that we're stuck here yeah. for a long time and we just got to make the most of it. Yeah. Uh, well, since we've moved from the 1980 film Stir Crazy to the 1989 film See No Evil, Hear No Evil, let's introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Tommy and I got this this week. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, uh, executive producer Turner Lasano mailed one to my house. <laughs> he, like, overnighted this shit to so me. So that's what he meant when he said, I mailed you equipment. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he kept telling me, like, he, he sent me a package. Because he's like, quick, give me your address. I'm like, no, what? <laughs> Why? And he's like, just do it. I have, I have something to send you. I'm like, oh, fine. And I found this. My dad brought it in. It's like, it's ringing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like there's a phone in there. That's funny. Oh, man. That is great. Uh. Well, I want to say that I'm Kimmy. And I have gotten over the fear of talking on the phone. Not like I had one. Hey. But you know how just as you go on, like I talked on the phone for my job wise. But it's like now I can talk on the phone to anybody and I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Let's talk on the phone for a while. Because instead of texting, I'm like, this is okay. Before I'd be like, see a phone call ringing and I'd be like, I don't want to speak to you on the phone. I know. That's so real, though. I, I literally hang up on people when they try to call me and then text them and say, what do you want? I because do- I just, sure. I really don't want to do it. It's so I much easier. To talk on the phone, you don't have, you don't. No. When, whenever you text someone, you lose the emotional context and you just get confused. I get yeah, that. Yeah, but you, I lose that on the phone too. And like, at least with texting, I can take the time to think out and compose my thoughts before sending it. But I just know that if any time someone answers the phone, at least for me, because I know, especially depending on who's calling. It's not going to be a quick conversation. No. It's going to be long. And I'm like, I don't want to just sit here and talk for like 30 minutes. So I'm like, what do you want on text? 
so I could do what I need to do and just get the simple answer on why the hell you called. Dude, a phone call's going to stop me from playing Animal Crossing <laughs> for at least a half hour. <laughs> True. Ugh. I don't even use phone calls. I've just been sitting on Discord like a sick man. Dude, I've been using that actually ever since starting it with you guys. Like, I actually had a group of friends that were like, Hey, let's go play Discord. And like, we all, like five of us went on to our, our, each of our islands in Animal Crossing. It was great. Oh, it was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. That's nice. Well, Sam, I think you should introduce yourself still. Yes, I'm Sam, man. I've been playing an ungodly amount of GTA 5, watching two movies a day and not going outside ever. It's the Corona special. <laughs> yeah. I got it for $5.99 though, over at Sherman's Deli. Wow. Hey, uh, t Tommy, <laughs> what's today's sponsor? This this neat belt Tony sent me. <laughs> oh, it's great. It makes me happy. I like it. It sounds so nice. Every time that we go down a, a rabbit hole, I get to just... So yep. that's going to go off a lot, I take it. That's going to save us. It's, it sounds so nice, <laughs> it sounds like an actual effects. Like you're just ripping it from an effects board. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I'm glad that it actually is coming out. I can't tell how well it's coming. I got noise-canceling headphones on, so I can't tell how loud this <laughs> is being. It, I mean, it's, it's nice that it actually still sounds pretty good, even though we're yeah. all like in different places and not together. I'll just say this. It's co Shh, it's coming we're out. We're all in the same place. <laughs> it's, then it's, we're breaking the corona rules, Tommy. Lori Lightfoot can't stop me. No, Lori Lightfoot <laughs> will pop into your closet and peer at you with her baggy pants. My friend works for the parks <laughs> and he's just like, if you even walk in the parks, you get a ticket. Now I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, in case in case you haven't heard, Lori Lightfoot is the wonderfully elected mayor of Chicago, who is just doing a killer job at telling everyone to get the fuck inside their house. And she has killer memes. She, she is. Yeah, she's memeing out. She loves it. She wrote a song. Meanwhile, at time of recording, Alabama still refuses to issue a stay-at-home order. Why? I really don't know. Alabama. Well, there's a lot of things with, like, rural country countries, wow, states, that, like, they haven't had any, like, major issues, so they're kind of like, Not exactly. Not yet, so baby. board up before you do. Exactly. Well, they think, you know, we don't do those city folk. We're good. We don't deal with those city folk people. This is the nine-year-old strategy of, like, I've never been shot with a bullet, ergo, I'm bulletproof. I'm invincible. Ain't, ain't been one virus in Mobile, and there ain't never gonna be one virus in Mobile. Goddamn, Patooey. 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 <laughs> Pop belly sassafras, I do declare. I do declare. I say, I say, I say. Foghorn Leghorn is my favorite Looney Tune. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. You read my mind. Just catch that one before I before I take us further. Well, on that note, I think we sh I should take us into the news, guys. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Covering the news from around the world to your backyard, it is time for the news. Well, today's news, I know we're all sick of it. Not sick of it, but we, we're living in the coronavirus world. There's so much of it. But I wanted to talk about the issues it's kind of causing on people with rent because people can't afford rent right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the two cases I have, actually, one is about uh, these girls here in Chicago, and then the other one is about a whole complex that actually is kind of empowering, but also 
you know, the comp- management company is stupid, so I'll explain that. But let's go to Chicago first Whee! instead of California. And this is about um, two baristas. Well, one more importantly. If you guys know Block Club Chicago, they report on all things kind of oh, locally. Yeah. And that's how I found the story, just in because I have their email sent to me because... I love their reporting. Um, But there's this barista. She was approved for a new apartment to move into for April 1st. But, you know, because she works in the service industry, the, like, landlord is now trying to, like, back out in a way of giving her and her roommate, who also is in the service industry, the, the new place. She's staying within the same apartment complex management um, but just moving to a different area, like I think it's yeah, it's Logan Square. So she's just trying to move to Logan Square instead of being in Ravenswood. And because she works in the service industry, they're trying to question like, hey, can we get like more like another paste of more current one? Because you know she's lost her job now. Yeah. So yeah, it's Smart. that's just kind of messed up that they're like discriminating though because of this uh, they're not discriminating they're just being dumb that's how you lose customers well like it's she still probably has savings or a family maybe i don't know if she would have a major issue she could always have talked to them like before like hey i just lost my job but she didn't go that route she didn't reach out to say she lost was like Ooh. having financial issues well that's a little bit of an oof on her part well, like, what are you supposed to... S- well, maybe she didn't doesn't have financial issues with it. Like, she had already planned to move out of her apartment for months. Yeah. So, I mean, she maybe it ends up being one more now, but some people... I'm not saying all. I know this is a hard time for a lot of people, but some people do have savings. So maybe with savings and or family and or, you know, if they've implied, applied for unemployment, even though I know that's a backed up chaotic mess right now. I mean... If there's no issue really to state with it, and she's already with the leasing company anyway now, so it's like she would have stayed with them if she didn't move. Yeah it, yeah, it just seems silly on the company's part because it's like you would think that like right now, out of all times, they'd actually want to keep customers and keep business going, not like raising prices and, and throwing them out of, you know, potential customers. It's silly. Do you see that reporter that was tweeting about it? No. He goes, hey, I'm a reporter. Are you a landlord whose tenants missed rent? And so now you're trying to figure out a way how to evict them this month? If so, please get in touch. It's not for a story. I just want to beat your ass. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that, but that's perfect. Uh, stupid people. Well, that's what a lot of people... There was another one. I think it was also another Black Clip story. Um, I wasn't focused on this one. I just remember reading that because we don't have that... Like the renters... I forgot what it's called. That renters... Lean to see. The reason why, the reason why they can't change it, like there's like um, a law with it. I think. God, I forgot what it is. Um, uh, nice. Whoever just opened that can. It's a it's a beer. <laughs> I'm having a midday beer. <laughs> but um, it's there's. God, I'm trying to think of the what the law is called. But there's basically where they, you know, there's a reason why um, landlords can do what they do, and like they don't have to change it or like give you the option to not pay but there's people also going on strike in certain areas up north and like saying because they can't even afford food man like some people can't yeah so crazy times that's just chicago the highest unemployment's been in god knows how long there's no way that people are gonna 
I just, I swear, right. Twitter gave me like, here's news for you today. 6.6 million people apply for unemployment. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, that's. I heard 10 I million. I heard 10 million yeah. too. This was that's, just, yeah, this was just a, like a few, like a week ago or something like that. That's so that's like, why I don't go to Twitter or any social media right now. I am avoiding that like the literal plague. Oh, I still get notifications, but I did get, okay, the notification I got for this one, my next story, made it actually happy for me to see that these people are actually sticking up to their management company. So in California, a management company emailed all of its hundreds of tenants, basically demanding that they're still going to want rent. They put out this long... Um, email sending it to them saying we know about the pandemic and its impact on our lives as we know we are in the process of trying to uh, navigate the changes and effects everything but saying like you know we're still going to be expecting you know you to pay your like the bills here and you're going to have to still pay you know that's what yeah. it's saying it's funny because they also go in like trying to say you know you know there's all these other ways to find help and everything and finding food but you know you're still going to have to pay this here well they did not at all bcc any of the residents they sent it to so everyone can see everyone's email like all the renters were able to see each and every person oh shit (laughs) so what they did was contact the people and do a rent strike all together because they were able to reach out to all the people who lived in those buildings good for them and it worked well as what i'm seeing is what they're doing i mean it's just starting like the thing is they can't really kick out you know they have hundreds of different i'm trying to look for the management company's name for a second saturn management is what it's called but they have a lot of different properties so they can't really kick every single person out. No, that's like that's like shooting yourself in the leg. Yeah. So. Well. The, good for them. Also, fuck the, the management company. Oh also, yeah, I was. I was gonna say. I feel bad for the intern who sent out the email, though. He fucked up bad, or she. Oh yeah, that they, there was already like um. What was it? That they put together a channel of people. And it already had, like, 169 members to talk about it and, like, to group together. Oh, jeez. But, you know... Only in California. Am I right? Well, it's only in anywhere that's dealing with this, I swear. I mean, I could see other places doing this, but, I mean, California would probably be the only one that would... Minus Florida, that would mess up and send it to every single person living there. I'm just excited for the mass evictions. Oh, baby. (laughs) <laughs> New York's going to get real interesting in about a month. Yeah. Well, I didn't, didn't they say in New York that they can't kick anyone out that like is supposed to be evicted right now? I think they did that in a few places. I don't know if it's an actual law or if it's just a, hey, guys, don't do it. Hey, guys, please be kind. The last thing we need is people stuck out on the streets right now. We just told them all stay inside. If you kick them outside, we can't keep them inside. Yeah. Get a whole bunch of new Hoover towns. That'll be fun. Yeah, they. Oh boy. I just found an article. Yeah, New York halts the evictions due to coronavirus pandemic. Nice. Cool. Okay. Then we'll just get all the evictions later. Right. Ooh, ex- exciting and friends episode. Yay! Evictions! <laughs> Woo! 
And I know we're... Well, there's a lot of terrible things kind of going on with this. It's kind of all been not a positive light fully because of things that are kind of happening. But that was at least gives you a positive that people are trying to get together. Yeah. People, yeah. people are magical. People working together to, to make a, a good change. Yeah, to push against the man. Exactly. The, the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about in the news is also kind of a tribute in a way. Um, do you guys know the Fountain of Wayne's co-founder, Adam Schlesinger? I do now. Yeah. Well, he passed away from COVID-19. Oh. Mm. He was in the hospital for about a week, but there's a lot of significance he's done in people's lives, even in our own producers and mine, because I was able to actually see this amazing show because of the work he's done. Not only did he create a song that I grew up loving, Founds of Wayne, but he also helped create over a hundred songs for the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He co-wrote a lot of them with Rachel Bloom. And if you guys know uh, our producer, Tony, uh, and over the years, if anyone knows him in any way, you know songs from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, he talks about it all the time on his on his show, Lisano and Friends. He's a super fan. Yeah, he is. He also wrote for, uh, he wrote That Thing You Do. I didn't know that. I like that movie. Yeah? Yeah. I don't it's know Tom that Hanks movie. Film. It's Tom Hanks film about a one-hit wonder band. Gotcha. Well, it makes sense. He also is a musician. So, but it's just also, it's hard to see. I mean, um, I follow Rachel Bloom on a lot of social media sites and she also just recently had her baby just when this all happened. So it's, I can't even imagine what's going on through her head. Cause it's like, she lost in a very important person who has been there through her life for years. And then at the same time, just gave birth to her new baby. Oh, that's that's like a that's that's the pendulum swing of all pendulum swings. It's like it's it's a terrible loss to go on and then like, you know, the baby never gets to meet an important person, but you know, but the I stories think, the baby will hear. Exactly. And the music that she'll play for the for the baby to hear through the years that they got to work on together is going to be something great and you know, he will not be forgotten. He will definitely be remembered in that hey, child's life. Of course he won't be forgotten. He wrote Stacy's Mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know, though, that he wrote... I mean, to be honest, and I feel terrible saying this, I didn't know he co-wrote a lot of the songs. I knew she did a lot of stuff, like a lot of writing for it, but I didn't know who helped do a lot of the shows on the song uh, in the show. And if you guys have heard them, like, I love her songs. I've never heard them. <laughs> you haven't hung out with Tony very much. Then. <laughs> I was going to say... The whole time, I swear, during the internship, that's what Tommy got to do, listen to every single day, at least once a day, right? Yeah, and he had me, uh, I remember when the, the live show was coming to town, he had me, while he's in like an important meeting, he's got me matching refresh <laughs> on the ticket oh. buying th- site. You know what's crazy? You bring Prime that up. intern time. Um, this past weekend was the anniversary of when he and I went to that show. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I've had a photo pop up on my memories, so it was kind of a nice little thing to see, even though it was also sad with everything kind of going on. Yeah. And I learned that everything that happened, but there's, I know people still back home that have also gotten the virus, and it's just, it's a scary thing to see when you know people or like see people around you passing from it. Yeah. 
Woo! I know. I'm like, we're not hey. usually doing these these down moments. Well, to lighten the mood a little bit, let's travel to the wonderful wacky land of Florida. Hi, it's Rick. And I'm Dave. From Minutia Men. And here is What's Wrong With You, Florida on And Friends. What's wrong with you, Florida? Wait, Wait a, a second. We do this bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to keep imitating all the, uh, <laughs> the other people who do these. Yeah. Uh... So I got two Florida stories, both related to uh, big bad COVID, um, but in a fun way. Uh, so you know how um, how all the all the all the cool kids and cool schools and cool companies are using Zoom. Yes, oh, yeah. I was using Zoom. I yep. like Zoom. The fa- the Facebook funded uh, data mining uh, video sharing app. Uh, w- well, uh, a Florida man believe it or not, found a way to get into a Florida ca- uh, Florida class distance learning uh, class and exposed himself like a good Florida man does. Ooh. Now this is... Oh, no. Well, this is this is like... I don't know if this is like a rite of passage or just like, you know, you've, you know Zoom has made it when a Florida man's exposed himself on it. But uh, <laughs> last Wednesday... Uh, the man entered the uh, Zoom instructional center and just let it all hang out. And worst part is no one knows what school or grade level it was. Um, but when they say grade oh, level, no. then you know it's actually pretty bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Please tell me this wasn't like young children. Ah, uh, God, I hope not. Best situation is that it's senior level high school. Yeah, I mean... And even then. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, authorities... Uh, and the school apparently have a handle on the situation, though, uh, according to a memo they sent out. And in the memo, they said, Zoom, Zoom is not a district-supported application, uh, and the district has strongly encouraged teachers to use district-supported applications such as Big Blue Button or Canvas for their video conferencing needs. I'm surprised it's By not... By having a handle on the situation, they mostly just meant... We are no longer. We have found a way to not take responsibility yeah. for this. We, we have a handle on it, aka we've distanced ourselves from this. Here's the buck. We have passed it. This is not our fault. This is Facebook's fault. Most things are, to be fair. I haven't used fair? Zoom. I don't even like Zoom. I kind of really do like Zoom, and now that I just hear that, I was just reading as I was using it yesterday. The like, you know, people able to hijack it so these situations like this make it where i'm like great this one thing i'm using and you know well my brother's <laughs> been using zoom for school and they had a kid from another school hijack into their class but it it wasn't it was a kid that they all knew but still yeah. i was like oh all right and the teacher called him out on it which i thought was funny well, I also had so much fun because I made, like, I found backgrounds to put, so I was able to get, like, cool little, I have The Shining, I have, you know, oh, nice. everything's, I'm fine while everything's on fire meme. I found an Office one, so it's, like, cool because I all can be there and be like, yo, guys, I'm in my favorite show, The Office, right now. <laughs> uh, Even though, you know. Well, you gotta have fun with it. You do. I mean, it's the only way to see people now. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing zoom for classes starting this week so oh oh really i'm gonna get creative yeah well i i don't actually know if any of them are going to be using zoom i might full well just be dealing with a whole bunch of classes that are here are assignments turn them in by this day email them to me which 
I don't know. It sucks, but also that's more convenient than doing Zoom for classes. Yeah, but Zoom yeah. Zoom has the opportunity for magical moments to happen because you don't know what the hell the other people are going to do, and you you might just find some gold there, like prime entertainment. Did you see the one that's of the true. girl? If I had to pick a class, I'd go improv techniques. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember seeing a video of this girl. She took the computer to the bathroom with her with the full class seeing her on the toilet. Yeah. Oh, I heard about that. So it's like, I want to see those moments. So, Tommy, if you have one of those moments, or not just you specifically, but if someone in your class does, please show us. Should I just screen record the whole time? Right? I feel like it makes it where you need to... I want to know how they got that moment so perfectly, too. Yeah, why were they recording? (laughs) And they probably planned it. Uh, well, no, because she literally, like, you see her butt on the toilet seat and she freaks out and leaves the call. Oh, I mean, no. it was somebody doing, like, maybe they were doing, like, the performance or they were doing a lecture. I forgot. Someone was speaking in the middle of it, like, say, doing their part of the lesson. So. It was like it was like for speech class. Her speech was giving a speech on the toilet and the speech <laughs> was poop. It's just oh. terrible. So, lesson there, Tommy. If you go to the bathroom with your laptop, just record it. Or tell someone <laughs> to record it. Tommy. I, I, I tend not to, as a rule. Just. As a rule, I just tend not to bring it to the bathroom. It's not a, it's not a pooping utensil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next Florida I was story. I for that. Uh, next Florida story. Uh, I have to say that uh, this coronavirus thing is really showing us the very stupid people in the world. And uh, sometimes I palm face palm, uh, but other times I'm just like, oh, this is this is amazing. So I found this story of uh, apparently I think we all heard about this. The uh, Tampa Bay pastor who held a service during the outbreak. Well, apparently the lawyer said hate this guy. The lawyer said that the church lost its insurance because of it. What? Yeah. Uh, The pastor at uh, the river at the Tampa Bay church. Uh, who was arrested for holding a service during the coronavirus uh, pandemic? Uh, <clears throat> uh, thankfully, said he will not open his mega church up this weekend. Uh, however, uh, <laughs> he didn't open it up because he was fear of his congregation's safety and the and to protect them from government tyranny. Um, oh my god! But however, his lawyer on the side kind of whispered and said, uh, "Yeah, you lost your insurance as well." Um, <sighs> Although I, I give credit to the sheriff in Tampa Bay because he's kind of defending the pastor um, and the church and, and telling the world it's like yeah yeah he's dumb but let's just give him a break right now like he made a mistake let's not let's not hound him because the church has been getting death threats and even like uh, graffiti painted on the back of the church which is not not very nice so don't do that. Just take away. Well, the biggest insurance. reason not to do that is you shouldn't be going out. Exactly. Especially not to a place where you know the coronavirus has been. But luckily, and I was glad to hear this, that the church isn't necessarily closed. It's closed indefinitely. And hopefully, not hopefully, but they're planning on uh, still having their Easter Sunday mass no. as well. It's undecided, but it's looking like they might still have it. Make a decision, and the decision is no. Stay indoors. You don't need to have your damn mass. I mean, I get the whole religion does that, especially for Easter, but come on. There's a virus. 
let's be freaking smart about things here for once. Well, it comes out that you can have it, but you better stay in there for the rest of the. I think they should. <laughs> rest of I the think they should still have it because you know it gives a great pun opportunity where they could have their Easter Sunday mask mass. I think there was already. <laughs> on a serious note, I think there was already um, a another issue with the churches because one church was like, "I can't operate," and then was trying to get funds as though it's like, because isn't the whole thing is they're not like in because they're not an essential business, but they, I think this one church was trying to you know fight to become one. And it well, was like the thing is, is a lot right. of Chicago churches have actually churches and other religious organizations have actually gone online and are holding their services online. Oh I'm yeah, just like, why don't you Which just is do that? Smart. Which also we have Zoom. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, that's where also some ch- ch- there was another one like other videos to make fun of them, where a pastor accidentally put on like the filter and put like masks on himself and actually had devil horns for a second. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta uh, help these pastors out. They're not the smartest with technology. Oh, sweet pastors! Not all, <laughs> not not all of them are as silly as Florida pastors, but you gotta love them. Exactly. Hey, and if uh, and if you love and friends, then be sure to check out some other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, interview. an Opie Show. Uh, Rick Kempfer and David Stern mm. interview celebrities every week. As the name Minutia Men implies, nice. the interviews often delve into lesser-known details of well-known celebrities or examinations into celebrities that aren't as well-known. Well this week, actress and daughter of a radio legend. Amy Landecker. Go, go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just for, uh, just search for Radio Misfits and roll those other promos. Oh. <laughs> Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, it's those cars that were made only to meet with something less than success. It's part one of Automotive Turkeys, plus a laughable look at cars for sale ads. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Soccer's not back, but that doesn't mean we can't do a show, right, Adam? Yes, lots to talk about. And let's face it, we're stir-crazy. We're sitting here in our homes. We can't really do much uh, in our homes. And so, what the hell? Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's find out what's going on in the world of soccer. Free kicks with Adam and Rick, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. <laughs> Wouldn't it be neat to have a show where you just randomly said sex talk, sexy, sexy. <laughs> I think that's the last one. Well, I want to start off with something not so much involving sex, but involving kind of the dating. Like, what is dating like during this pandemic? I've been seeing that um, certain sites like Tinder and Hinge and all those have been up, actually. Oh, yeah. They're interactions on them. Tinder and Bumble send me push notifications all the time. It's like, you don't need to not date. You can always do virtual dating. Try our virtual dating. I'm like, I will not do a video call on your freaking app. That ain't going to happen. I love the idea of having a Tinder match and just being like, ah, we're hitting it off. All right, I'll 
see in a few months, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's why. I mean, I found this thing. I, I put it in here. I mean, it could help if you guys want to do it. Eleven virtually virtual dates you can go on while in quarantine. Yeah, kind I of a way that. to still get the dating going if you're still on those apps. Because I was wondering, I was like, you can only talk for so long. Though at the same time, I think it'd be more nerve wracking being like, let's have a date with candles and stuff. I know we talked. I think the last episode uh, about it a bit, but I wanted to dive into it more because I was thinking about it. I mean, I live with my boyfriend. I don't have to worry about dating. Thank God right now. But I'm like thinking about it because I'm like, I found a TikTok where this girl and this guy, they went on a date kind of as like they were in buildings across the way. I think it was New York City or one of those with high rise buildings. And the roommates helped set up like the dinner way of it and they just kind of did like a dinner table where they had their dinner there they did wine and then just did a facetime but they were able to see each other across the way huh it was cool but like not everyone has that opportunity to find someone to date no. just by being on their balcony these are some of these are some amazing uh date ideas though on this list i mean they got you never know though i mean how how well do you know your across the balcony neighbors? Well, maybe they're hot. See, well, they were not really across the balcony because she had to be on her roof while he was on his balcony. She was dancing on the roof and he saw it. And then next thing you know, like he sent over a drone with his phone number on it, and that's how they started talking. God, only in the twenty first century. It's like right? sending a I carrier mean- pigeon. It's cute as hell, though. You got to think about that. Quarantine cute as hell. I mean, okay, so back to these uh, virtual dates. Um, I want to talk about some of them because it's kind of interesting. What did you say, Tommy? What was she doing on the roof? She was dancing. dancing. Ooh, why? I mean, if you want a place to have fresh air and dance, I don't know. Or maybe she was making TikTok dance videos because that's all people do outside nowadays it feels like that seems pretty dangerous that's okay that's a communal space for the building though i feel like you shouldn't be out there well it wasn't Uh. like one of those (laughs) (laughs) tommy just shot that whole entire tangent in the head he's like fuck it no not today i'm abandoning my own (laughs) you asked the question i just answered uh, anyway, back to these virtual dates. I like some of them. Uh, turn your living room into a main stage where you can kind of have one of those, like, stream a performance somewhere and kind of have a feeling going on in your living room. But then you'd also be having to have them on, like, a phone screen so you're still, like, vibing out. So, I mean, it's interesting. You could dance that's, with them. That's such an awkward date, though. Like, that one seems really awkward. It's like, hey, you want to watch me do some cool things in my living room? I'm making, well, that way you, yeah. I'm making a puzzle. Excited. You guys could both do I'm it, though. Yeah. You can't do, like, a performance together, though, because latency is going to yeah. screw you over. The way they worded it is just kind of weird. It's like main stage. It's like not yeah. once in my whole life have I ever, like, been on a date, like, ever thought. It's like, oh, you know what would be a good date? Me doing a performance for you. And not the fun kind of performance, like afterwards. I do like the idea of Samuel bringing a girl home and being like, you want to see me play the drums for like an hour? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Hey, I got got something really special at my place. You want to see me do my performance? It's like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Brings out a ventriloquist dummy. Get ready for some fun. Oh, my God. (laughs) My friend Harry. I like how some of the another one that's like that though is turn uh, turning your um, 
living room into like a virtual like beach or something. Oh, yeah. It says take a walk on a virtual beach and it's like, all right, that's a little weird. Using Google Maps. Okay. It's such a thing. You, you, know, you know we've hit like peak social distancing when we take virtual walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or you get, I like how they labeled one, which it was weird to me because it just said get sweaty. I'm like, you can't have sex virtually. I mean, you can't. Well, that's what I thought. That's, yeah. I'm like, what first date do you go on or something like that where it's like it? But no, this is talking about like working out together. I don't know about you, but I am not going to do a gym date of doing an activity at my house. I just, I, I love it. It's like, who who in their mind, thank you Glamour for thinking of this, but who in their mind would have thought, huh, you know what's a good first date? going to the gym i'm gonna show myself in the most like vulnerable way of just heaving while walking up a stair treadmill fuck it (laughs) while wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt that doesn't belong to me hey not gonna lie though you haven't washed for weeks after seeing some women i'm not a woman who wears makeup like i am 99 percent of the time not wearing makeup it's like the rare time be like mascara but there's some girls you have to take swimming on a first date or you're not gonna know if she just wears a shit ton of makeup and there's acne underneath there you don't know that true face you don't know what's (laughs) underneath that you don't know the real person that you're dating go swimming on your first date you know you you know i don't know i've always gone the other way on that i'm like if you've if you've got the time and and take the effort out of your day to put that much makeup on. I'll just go along with the ride for you. Yeah. You that's your face now. Fuck it, I'll Today, put makeup that's your on face too. And I'm living with it. Yeah, but like if you actually can do me, <laughs> if you consistently be together, you got to think like when you see their real face. Are you ever going to be able to recognize them if they're so different? Because some people like literally change into a different person with makeup. I don't know if you're together long enough. At a certain point, it doesn't matter. I'd right? still be shocked. I, I don't I, know. I, I just love the concept of shoving your the 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 person you're taking out on the first date into a pool, and if you can't see their face in the in the pool, then then you got a red flag, like <laughs> like a massive brown mist in the pool. It's just the red flag. Well, that's always kind of a red flag. <laughs> I, I like also this also just makes me think because I have another one on here, which is of course doing a Netflix party, and they reference Tiger King, but they also say get wild, which meaning like do a virtual zoo. Yeah, what? like go to a wildlife cam or something. Like, hey, you want to watch yeah. a bird shit out an egg? That'd be fun. Like, do you want to just see these eggs hatch for like twelve hours? See what happens. The weirdest one on here. From what I'm reading, apart from, uh, what's it, Netflix party and chill, which you're not really having a party. No one's having a party right now. And I don't know why your first date would be a party. But it's Well, inv- they have this yeah. thing called Netflix party where you're able to watch the same exact thing and write to each other. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's where you all can, you That's can have cool. friends watch the same thing on the same episode all synced up with having a chat screen going on at the same time. Well, that's pretty Interesting. cool. Yeah. They created that. I don't so like um, invited guest storyteller. I don't, I don't understand want that. that. Invite a what? Invited like, guest storyteller. Yeah. I love the idea of two people on a first date just approaching a young author and saying, tell us a story. Tell us a story of the before times. Tell us a romantic before story. Before the great virus. Tell us a romantic story of before when we could actually see each other. Oh, Papa. We simply won't be able to sleep without it. <laughs> Dost well, if, thou if, hear the story? 
Well, it's weird because they're when you read what it means to invite a guest storyteller, it's basically listen to a podcast together. Oh, okay. They, so they're they, not they personally inviting it. No, Fuck. no. This is basically, you know, after you swap stories, you need more stories. You know, get a podcast like the experts at storytelling. So that's oh. kind of what it meant with that one. Do, well, they also. <laughs> well, if you've got a first date coming up, we have. This is our fourth season. There's tons of content to listen to. Yeah, right, we'll and be with five you. seasons of Lasano and Friends. I don't know if they do seasons at the other ones. If you like soccer, free kicks. Rick and Dave have a couple things going on. Yeah, Take they us got, on your date with you. Yeah, take us on your date. Listen to the episode where we talk about fans. Or when if you're on a Tommy date asks right the now. question, am I masturbating right correctly? That's a classic. That one's in the that's in the annals of uh, Anne Friends history. We have to go to season one for that. Perfect. <laughs> they also have on here. Season one? Uh, I think yeah. it was season two. Or oh, maybe season two. Just listen to all of it. I feel You'll like find we were it eventually. face to face for that, right? Yeah. Yes, we were. Because I died laughing and also did not know how to respond. But anyway, I also no like, here's another one that gets you questioning. Play dinner delivery roulette. Oh, how no. does that one work? It's so you, once the partner, I guess they have to know plenty about you, basically. And instead, you can exchange addresses and then surprise the other person with takeout so you they pick your takeout oh. and you pick theirs oh so takeout is just another word for personal hitman right yeah 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 yeah, yeah okay because you already know so Speed much about up. them you already are like i'm done with this person i'm out take her out man well who else would you want to kill you yeah, i was just thinking it's a pretty dry market for serial killers like their their date opportunity is really low man the crime rates oh, wow. right now are actually super low yeah, Chicago's death rate went down with coronavirus. <laughs> uh, uh, the last one, get deep. That's weird. The, the 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 36 questions that lead to love. Why? I know. That's like if you're oh, already no. serious, I, I feel like. I had a girl like... do that with me once. I really? Do it. Yeah, first first date, we, we seriously did that. Wow, that's, How a, was it? that's a flag if I've ever seen one. How, I don't know. It was cute at the time, but I don't know. Ten months later, it stopped. So I guess <laughs> I guess it doesn't work. You just can't ask the same questions every day. You already know the answer. You just get like, nope, I'm done. All right. To end off this nice little, you know, sex talk, let's get to actual sex talk. I just want to quote Dr. Oz in saying how he wants you to have sex. He says the best solution if you're a hold up with your significant other quarantine is to have sex. Well, thanks, Dr. Oz. Live longer, get rid of the tension, and also, which is the least important part, make some babies. Well, you know what? Going from that logic, Dr. Oz is a sick man. I'm living with my family right now, and he's advocating incest. No thank you. (laughs) My cat ran away. (laughs) Uh, Well, it looks like only one of us We've We've all been there, Tommy. Don't ever do it. My cat's playing here so cute. She's just so pretty. You know... Don't do it, Kimmy. I Don't do it, Kimmy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It seems like, oh, you know, you you got to do everything once. Not this one. No, I'll. I'll seems like the I'll, the perfect boredom buster. I'll tame yeah. myself. <laughs> it's not worth it. I'll tame uh, myself. Boredom, boredom buster is right with a capital B. Bam. 
Well. Hey. Hey, speaking of uh, capital B, let's go bitch. into... Uh, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you said capital B. Uh, oh. And that's what my brain went to. The capital B in apartment 230C, am I right? With, Eric, oh. with, with Derek Bondre. Oh. Hey, let's go in the next week today. Let's do it. It is, it is time, time for, for next, next week's week. today. I thought I'd switch it up a little bit um, since, you know, we've been doing this almost for a year and, you know, next week things get a little redundant. So I thought I would focus on um, big big events, do top 10 lists of like historical events. And I thought the first one would be cool is to do a top 10 list of the top 10 inventions that changed your world, not the world, just your world. And I'm talking talking to you two specifically. All right. Okay. Not my world, oh. your world. All right. Can you give us examples? Yes. It goes it's from the Encyclopedia Britannica, if you guys remember what encyclopedias are. Um, I think so. <laughs> it, 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 the top ten list includes number... So things you finally have time to read. Yeah. I know, right? Number ten, stone tools. You never would have thought about it, huh? Earliest invention, more than two million years ago. Our good old friend Homo habilius, no homo. He was uh, an early human ancestor. Discovered choppers. Right? Made out of stones. So that's one way to get stoned. Uh. Number nine, and I was not not surprised about this one. The daguerreotype. You know what that is? No. It's no. the first successful photograph taken in 1830. Oh. Yeah, the first type of photo processing. Daguerre's daguerreotype. He was a French guy. Huh. Um, it, the, the photo needed 20 to 30 minutes to actually take the photo. Isn't that cool? Really? That's why that's, that's cool. why a whole bunch of people in old photos aren't like smiling because they had to sit there for like 30 minutes to take one damn photo. I was going to say, imagine trying to smile for 30 minutes. Right? They did this weird thing with old photos where they'd actually take photos of dead people and they'd hold them up in chairs. Huh. Yeah. Is that really as weird as that old tradition where they would, like, keep the casket in the home for, like, a week with the person inside? Oh, that's... Are you serious? Gee, that, that smells like the best medieval air freshener I've ever heard of. People used to have, like, alcoves in their homes specifically for doing this. It was weird as hell. That's what? fucking crazy. I don't get why we don't do that anymore. This is not far enough in history. <laughs> Number eight. This is less than two centuries. <laughs> Number eight, the saxophone. Right? The That's saxophone. changed my world. Yeah. It's a relatively in recent invention, only being invented by a Belgian in Paris in 1846. Uh, what makes it so cool is it's the first instrument to combine reed and a brass bell. So it's a reed mm -hmm. instrument with a brass bell. It's a unique sound. Uh, and you never would have had jazz or any other musical styles after it. You know, maybe that Belgian guy invented it, but I think Kenny G perfected it. Oh, yes. Kenny G! This one, number seven is a classic, and we all know about this. And I mean, I think about it every day. Um, I know exactly what you're going to say. every day. Number seven is the Bessemer process. Bessemer process, yep. Yep. That, right? We think about it every day. It was invented in 1840 in England. Um, 
between an Englishman and a U.S. person. Uh, it's pretty much the process that is used to mass produce steel. Mass produce, mass produce steel. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It, uh, um, it, without it, we wouldn't have the towering skyscrapers that we have today. And that's why I think about it every day because without the Bessemer process, I wouldn't be living in my house. I'd be living in a shack. You know what I hate? Yeah. Now when I walk around a city and I see skyscrapers, I'm actually going to look up and go, Bessemer process, somewhere in my head, yeah. and it's going to ruin my <laughs> life. Good God. Uh, you can go up to random people and just like, if they're looking at the building too, just nudge them and go like, Bessemer, am I right? Right? And hey, you. <laughs> Thank the Bessemer project for that little work art. You're welcome. <laughs> you know how that thing was built? Bessemer process. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, number six. I uh, yeah, uh, this one actually is probably in all of our stuff right now, and I can't believe it was developed this far ago. Celluloid, the first synthetic plastic. It was invented in eighteen. It was invent, invented between the eighteen sixties and eighteen seventies by John Weasley Hyatt. Um, before that, we wouldn't have had plastic bags, Tupperware, or cheap watches, and we still use it. And it was used for film. Huh. John Weasley High. That's a goofy name. Right? I mean, that's what you get for going to uh, Hogwarts, am I right? Ooh. <laughs> Number five, and this one, boy, let me tell you, this one, if this didn't exist, you wouldn't even be listening to this right now. The Edison Cylinder Phonograph, invented in 1857. It, uh, it's... I'm actually recording on one now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's our backup drive, the wax cylinder, the, the same one used by Edison. Um, before that, you know, the only way you could listen to a song is by having some jerk playing it on the piano. Now you can get rid of that asshole and just listen to the piano play itself. Some jerk. Yeah, I, I like the way Brita- <laughs> I like the way Encyclopedia Britannica puts it. It's like imagine seeking out Lady Gaga every time you wanted to hear Poker Face. I feel like people didn't bother to hunt down Beethoven on the daily. Just be like, dude, I gotta hear your Fifth Symphony. No, <laughs> Beethoven was a wanted man. He was on the hit list of most countries around Europe at the time. As long as he's not on the hit list to be hit. Ew. Damn. This is a good joke. <laughs> Number four. Uh, couldn't imagine a world without this. The Wright Flyer of 1903. We all know what that is, right? Right? Kitty Hawk. I feel yeah. like it does something to fly. It's a, it's an airplane, Kimmy. <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. It's the first airplane. I am right just plane. kidding. I understand. Yeah. You know those, you know those... The Wright brothers who wrote the song Superfly. <laughs> in fact, Wait, they, they wrote it while flying. They thought, man, you know, in in, in 50 years from now... No, 70 years from now, they're going to come out with a black exploitation film called Superfly. And there's going to be this guy called Superfly. Curtis Mayfield. And I got a song for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, in, 18, in 1903, these two, uh, two jackasses who, saw, who thought, fuck it, I'm not going to make bicycles anymore. I want to tinker with this thing called the combustion engine and make something that flies. I don't know how they got there, but they did it. 
I like that their first thought from bicycle and combustion engine was airplane. Right. They didn't think, like, let's improve on motorcycles. They just went, nah, airplane time. <laughs> I'm going to invite this thing, and I'm going to call it an airplane. No matter what it is, I'm going to call it an airplane because I like the, the sound of the word. Uh, I mean, it sounds reasonable, right? They connect yeah. well. Number three, the iconoscope television camera and the kinescope receiver. Did you understand any of that? Sender and receiver. Got it. But for TV. Invented for t- in the 1920s by uh, Vladimir Kosma Zawartkin. Fuck that one up. I was going to say, do you got that? Because I wouldn't find yeah. it. Without it, you wouldn't. That's my mother's maiden name. Zawartkin? No, Vladimir Kosmosnik Zawartkin. Oh, I didn't know your mom was from Russia. Hmm. I don't have a Vizvorskin. Oh. Um, that's good. If you did, I'd tell you to go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two. No smegma in my Vizvorskin. Oh, Smegma? Number two. The integrated circuit. That's fun, right? Invented in 1958. It's the microchip. You wouldn't have your smartphones, your Furbies, or even the parts in their cars. And you sure as hell wouldn't have your uh, T80, uh, T84 eighty, T or TI-84 to do all your maths. I don't think I can imagine a world in which Furbies do not exist. Furbies are terrifying, man. You set one of those things... Have on- you seen long Furbies? Huh? Have you seen long Furbies? What is long Furbies? Long Furbies? What the heck is that? Yeah, there's... Somebody has, like, an Etsy or something. They take Furbies and make them longer. They're, like, giant boa constrictors now. (laughs) Why? And they sell them. Uh, If that that ain't nightmare fuel, I don't know what else is. Next week's show is sponsored by Long Furbies. (laughs) (laughs) And number one, to end out this wonderful list of the greatest inventions ever made... And this one came out of left field. And I, you know, I haven't heard of this company since, really. I mean, they kind of like, they set the standard and then everyone else went off with it, you know. It was kind of like they had the patent or the first idea. They had the patent. Number one is Apple II Personal Computer. Made in 1977 by Stephen Wozniak. It, It was arguably the first ever widespread personal home computer. And I mean, those Apple guys are great, but I wish they just kind of stuck around, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that beats integrated circuit. It, you- I feel like integrated circuit is necessary for the Apple II, so I feel like that beats Apple II. I feel like this encyclopedia was sponsored by Apple. But I mean, <laughs> without the Apple II, we wouldn't be able to do this. Like, I'm literally working on an Apple right now. I'm not. Well, Lottie, do I'm working on an Apple. Well, which? Oh, well, that's a good idea. Which one is your favorite out of all the inventions that I listed? Well, uh, what was the for, uh, the <laughs> equation? The the steel thing. The <laughs> the Bessemer process. Yes, the Bessemer process. Yes, that's what it is. That's my personal favorite. Kimmy, which one are you gonna choose? 
Bessemer process. Vote Bessemer <laughs> process. <laughs> we got the Bessemer lobby over here. I mean, that does help, so, or else I'd be living at home, and I think I'd be losing my freaking mind right about now. Would you say... Yes. Would you say they're all going to make you lose your mind up in here? Up in here? Up in here. Yeah. Okay. Now, Sam, <laughs> you vote Bessemer process or I'll quit the show. <laughs> I will also vote Bessemer process. Uh, Yay. And, oh, I'm getting a call. I'm getting a call from our from our marketing team. It looks like, oh, oh my. Our sub sponsor, they just heard it, is the Bessemer process. Wow. Oh we just got God. We just got sponsored? Our sub sponsor. Just now? Yeah. We did they loved they loved our pitch and that we all voted for the Bessemer process and now we're getting sponsored. Oh my god. It, I think this is the biggest break we've ever had, guys. We should celebrate distantly though. <laughs> I'll celebrate by by playing a song. <laughs> we hear uh on and friends and everyone at Opi shows uh want you to be safe during these trying times. Isn't that right, guys? Of course. Most of you. Most of you. We've talked about it all episode. The whole world has talked about it for a while, but the whole coronavirus thing is a little tricky. So we just want to tell you that uh, we want you uh, to listen to Opie shows at home and that you make sure to wash your hands if you ever go outside and like go to the grocery store or or uh, the post office, or like when I went to FedEx to go ship something, I washed my hands afterwards. Though the lady didn't wash the door for some reason, thought she was going to. And if you're still one of those people who don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom, please, please do that now. That's something you should have been doing anyway. I Cover your mouth when you cough. No, no, no. Wash your hands in the bathroom. Come on, people. And with that, we have a special message from actress, comedian, and fan favorite of the entire network, Milana Vintrube. Hello, Chicago listeners! That was my best radio voice, and it obviously was a very bad one. I just want to wish the people of Chicago a safe, warm, peaceful stay at home Please stay healthy. Please help other people stay healthy by staying home. I want to thank Tony Lasano, who produces podcasts in Chicago, just for getting me to do this. And I'm so grateful to be a part of the group of comedians and local media stars who are giving you a shout out. So thank you, my friend. And Stay safe, Chicago. Thanks, Milana. Thank you. We would like for you to stay home. You will be saving the world. Oh, and be sure to also wash your hands. Guys, seriously, you can save the world by sitting on your ass at home. You cannot afford to miss this opportunity. You won't get another one. No. So say, usually you're supposed to get off your ass to do things. This time, we're telling you the opposite. I'll tell you one thing. My ass gonna be flat at the end of this. Ain't gonna be, ain't gonna be thick. I'm a flat ass. It's going to morph into my goddamn chair. My ass was flat before. I'm going to bore a hole through my pelvis. I'm just going to get fat. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Doesn't matter about my ass. My ass can get fat. That's fine. But I'm going I'm to get fat. Hashtag stay home ass fat. <laughs> that's, 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 the new, that's the new hashtag. That's the and friends hashtag. Hashtag stay home ass fat. It sounds like you're telling your ass fat to stay home. Stay home ass fat. Get back home. You take those little chunks, put in, put it in the closet. Store put it. those chunks in Store the, the closet. There you go. Just scoop them up. Scoop them up and put them in there. 
Put a little, it's 2020. They can come out. Can you please ring the bell? Put a little chunks in there. No. Put Damn little, it. Tommy, you got to take your little chunk. Take a little chunk. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Uh, He's just pushing me now. <laughs> Well, since you since you ended that one tangent, Tommy, I think it's it's rightful uh, for you, you know, since you have control now, to uh, start your own. I think you're I think you're entitled to that. Well, I got the last of my tangent topics uh, that I wrote before the virus outbreak, uh, and this one's kind of just to make me sad. What's your number one must go spot in the city? Like if you've when you when you have people visit you in the city, what's a place that you're like, oh, you gotta go here? Ooh, oh, that's a tough one. I have to think about for that. For me, one. I always do White Palace Grill. I'm like, hey, if it's good enough for Guy Fieri, it's good enough for me. <laughs> it's actually really nice, though. Like, I've never been there. all day. Big breakfast. I have to try. Um, that. it's like twenty bucks. You can get a full. 20 bucks? No, less. No, 20 bucks is 11. It's like 10 bucks at, um, yeah, you can get like pancakes, eggs, sausage, all that for relatively cheap. I think when it comes to food, the go-to that I would take people is the Taco Burrito Palace on Broadway next to the Mariano's. Okay. Because that's pretty darn good Mexican food for my neighborhood. And I don't... If it was a fancy restaurant, I would tell them to go to uh, Little Goat, which is a breakfast place that's freaking expensive but tastes phenomenal. Kimmy, where would you go? Well, my number one all-time place. It's very secluded. Well, not secluded. That's um, very exclusive, I could should say. It's only available oh. during the summer times. Um, they travel around to different fairs and festivals. It's called Beef on the Move. Beef on the Moo? Move. M-O-O-V. Oh. Are they like a food truck? Yeah, it's on the Moo. Yeah, and they have the two best owners. Their names are Bud and Janine Kazmarek. Ah, uh, I see what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my, it's my parents' business. I want to so try busy. it now. <laughs> oh my god, like I've been dreaming... And it makes me so sad because we're possibly not doing our May fair that we do. Um, but I wanted cheddar beef so badly. And it's like, I can't I can't get one here. No offense. Like, I like all the Chicago places. Like, you know, uh, I can't even think of the Chicago staple places right now because my brain is just thinking about my parents. Um, but... No place compares to theirs. It's like the specialty of having a beef made outside at a steam table Ooh. with like the natural aromas around you, I guess. It's like a different taste to me. Like if I make a beef at home, it's not the same. But make one at a steam table, like and chilling outside, it has a whole different feel. Oh, that sounds good. Oh. Location and company plays a factor with with how good food tastes it's it really true, does right i mean psychosomatic or not it's 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 a real thing it's true like if you're getting served food in a sewer probably won't taste as good as getting served food above a sewer exactly but if i have to choose something no it doesn't i'll tell you from experience <laughs> if i have to choose something locally it would definitely be gorilla sushi because there's so many different ones in the city but like they give 
cheap i mean it's like cheaper sushi like you get the fancy you get four rolls for like four bucks so it's almost like buck a roll kind of but like uh certain ones you get more like for four bucks still it's like everything is four dollars every item is four dollars minus the major like 12 piece ones what? and yeah oh, it's so I'm sorry <clears throat> what so good. what is a uh what's like the go-to tourist attraction that you would bring someone from out of town Hmm. I brought people to Zany's. Yeah? I've done that before. Yeah. I like Zany's. It's a it's a nice place. Nice. It's hard because usually when the tourists come that are like my friends, they only come up for the holiday stuff. So they're like, oh, take me to Kris Kringle Market. And oh, like, yeah. Ugh. Go to Marshall I mean, Fields. If you do that one, I'll be like, let's go the one in Wrigley because no one really went to the one in Wrigley and you were able no. to go ice skating. Especially I if you go there. on Thursdays, it was like cheap and no one, like I would go ice skating $5 for rental skates and skate for hours and no one would be there. No, it's pretty convenient. But I like. Think. Well, everyone wants to see the bean when they come. Oh, I don't take them to the bean. That's a big one. Oh, no. Nope. I always try to talk him out of it. I'm like, it's not that great. Don't go. I'm like, we're going to go out there. You're going to look at it. You're going to go, wow, there's a lot more people here than I had expected. And we're going to walk away. Yeah. I think. Like, let's walk around Millennium Park. It's nice. Yeah. But like. Also, I'm like, hey, let's it. go to walk around if you want to go to places. Because my friends with them be like, let's go to bars. And be like, let's go to Wicker Park. Because there's able to be some that are not crazy, you know. Ex- oh, yeah, that- I mean, they're still expensive, but at least the atmosphere will be better. The music, I would like more. Yeah, and the, we can walk strip. around more. Yeah. The whole strip down Milwaukee. I oh, think yeah. I'd, I'd take people, I think, to the Art Institute, which is nice. And then probably... Yeah. Ful- Art Institute's nice. I've been there a few and times. And probably Fulton Market for, for like... See, food. I like. I want to go to the Art Museum more um, when they have their free days. I always forget they yeah. have it. I just never go as much anymore. They should. No. I well, still go to the Fulton Market too. Never been. Oh, Fulton Market's the best food in the whole damn city. Well, we should all get there once this quarantine ends and have a nice lunch there. Yeah, Tommy. I just realized I got a bunch of <laughs> I got a bunch of recommendations for authentic Puerto Rican food in the city, and I never I never used any of them. Really? Uh, I got these months ago. I never I never got around to them. Well, see, you need to make a trip back here and come back. Yeah, come here for summer ah, summer vacation. I don't have summer vacation anymore. I'm graduating. Come for a life vacation. I just vacation. have to go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Do a life vacation. Yeah. I don't have money for that yet. I don't have a real job. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to be out of a job, too, because our job is done here. We have finished the show. Go home. For at least a week, we're all unemployed again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, subscribe, and rate, and friends on opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And a special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is just hippo backwards. O P P I H shows.com and thanks to our distributor Edsilla with Radio Misfits Great Talk Radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place RadioMisfits.com thanks for listening to the show stay inside stay safe wash your hands and binge watch as much TV as you possibly can right now
And and friends. And and friends. Uh, bye. Bye. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? <clears throat> a lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. <clears throat> Are you ready? Ah, oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's do good. it again. What? That was good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent. Soccer's not back, but that doesn't mean we can't do a show, right, Adam? Yes, lots to talk about. And let's face it, we're stir-crazy. We're sitting here in our homes. We can't really do much uh, in our homes. And so what the hell? Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's find out what's going on in the world of soccer. Free kicks with Adam and Rick, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I don't think I've worn jeans since like beginning of March, man. Like I don't remember the last time I wore jeans or non-stretchy pants or no pants. Don't really. It's crazy. Every few days, I'll take a shower and change out of pajamas just to make myself feel better. Yeah. I, I used to wear a robe every day, and now I've I've gone past the robe because I had to wash it. And then I'm just like, well, I guess uh, guess I'm not going to wear that anymore. I'm glad you washed it, though. That makes Thank me you. proud. Yeah, I needed to. It <laughs> smelled like cat. I have not been washing my robe. I'm just wearing it a lot, and I'm starting to sweat in it. Are Wash you, it. Are you not washing it just out of like the, the not washing it because you don't want to wash it? I don't, I'm just always wearing it. I don't want to give it up to the laundry machine. <laughs> I want to sit here and be warm. Oh, man.